You know, sometimes we think we don't worry about that because it's never happened before. Oh, you mean kind of like people in a upcoming hurricane that have lived in a hurricane place for 40 years and they've always ridden out a hurricane, so they're not going to leave now just because a Cat 4 is coming? That, or we don't have to worry about floods because it's never flooded here before. Oh, yeah, we don't have to worry about wildfires because there's no wildfire that's ever happened here before. Yeah, and you know, that is the normalcy bias that can bite. I'm afraid you're right, it can. We'll talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 307. Woohoo! We had a great Thanksgiving. We hope you did. Uh, this past week's been a little bit chopped up for us. We had the opportunity to go and visit with one of the grandchildren, and that was a great trip. And we've actually got plans to go back and know when we're going back. And no, we're not telling you exactly when we're going back. We'll tell you when we've been back. (laughs) Did you get all of that? (laughs) I think they call that OPSEC. Of course, it's it's not like we've never been real secretive about our prepping. Cue the Mission Impossible music. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that's a bad flute part. Sorry. Well, she does love to sing, and she is really good at it, and that just hit her in the back of the head all of a sudden. It did. Yeah, we don't worry a whole lot about our OPSEC, and probably that fits into, and, and when I say we don't worry a lot about our OPSEC is the fact that we do a podcast, so people know we're preppers. We've written a couple of books, so people know we're preppers. We pass out business cards for the podcast, so people know we're preppers. They do. We encourage people to become preppers, and we have to share a little bit of what we do, and it has to do with weather. If if we wake up tomorrow morning, there's 48 inches of snow on the ground. How are you going to keep your family warm? How are you going to keep your family fed, and how long can you do that? Well, you know, that's happened to people recently. Last week... In the lake effect snows along Mm -hmm. the western edge of New York and some of that Great Lakes area, they woke up to six plus feet of snow. And even those hardened snow bunnies that live up there lamented loud and long about just how bad that was. They weren't ready. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them were, but most of them were not. Yeah, that that's one of those things that, you know, it never happens that way. So why do we worry about it? And that's yeah. what we're talking about is normalcy bias. And our normalcy bias can get us in all kinds of trouble all across the board. And we're going to talk about that some today. But we want to tell you first, there are two ways you can support the podcast. We've had a couple of folks that have asked And one of the best ways is to start your Amazon shopping on our website. Go to practicalprepping.info, click on the Amazon banner, and that will take you straight to Amazon. You log in like you normally would, and it costs you nothing extra, and it pays the podcast a small commission. There's another way that we would ask you to support our podcast, and that is to share it with your friends and family. 
it's because of you, our faithful audience, that our podcast has grown. And here we are at episode 307. We're just delighted about that. You know, it's only been a couple of years, but I would say that this podcast has been such a delight and it's something that we want to continue to grow. We feel like it's important and useful. We're learning some things from you as well. So thank you for sharing and spread the word among all of your friends that you can download and listen to this podcast wherever you enjoy podcasts from Spotify, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, Odyssey Network on television actually carries our podcast as well. So we are so thankful. So keep it up, people. We want to mention our sponsors as we get started today, and we'll start with a new sponsor, and that is Pro One Gravity Water Filters. If clean, clear drinking water is important to you, Pro One has a filter for you. Also, we want to mention Clean Start. This is an alcohol-free antiseptic and hand sanitizer. It is concentrated, and it keeps killing germs for up to two hours after application. And, of course, the base handgun training system. If you need handgun training, check out the base handgun training system. There's a discount link on our website. ProLine Digital Group. These are the folks that build websites. They built ours. They provide web hosting, and they'll build an app just for you. And, of course, Jim Curtis Knives. Jim builds affordable custom knives that are as beautiful as they are functional, and they come with a lifetime guarantee. You can find all of our sponsors on our website, practicalprepping.info. Let's talk about normalcy bias and indecision and how both of those can be fatal. Well, first we want to define what normalcy bias means, and that is it's a tendency to believe that everything will continue to be normal. It's a belief that nothing bad will happen. And it causes people not to prepare for disaster, even when the signs are obviously there. Yeah, it's the ostrich effect. Mm -hmm. People ignoring those signs. And we've seen those signs with food shortages. Thankfully, not everyone stuck their head in the sand and ignored it. Uh, We've had a lot of folks that started prepping after the COVID shortages. And we've seen supply chain issues. And a lot of folks are ignoring some of that. Now, the Christmas 2020, a lot of people were not able to get the gifts that they actually wanted, or they ordered things the last minute. And that's what we don't need to be doing here is waiting. And remember, we're facing here within the next two weeks a railroad strike that could happen actually in just over 10 days. And so that could cause additional supply chain issues. And, you know, there are folks that are leaning on their normalcy bias with that and saying, well, we've never seen a huge uh, railroad strike. Well, people forget what happened just about, I don't remember the exact year, but I think it was like 1992 and there was a two-day strike before Congress stepped in and the problems that that caused. And so people forget. And of course, we're staring inflation in the face. Yes. I mean, all of these issues are not going to be going away too soon. So the normalcy bias, I think, I think what happens to people is they think that way. The ones that have that normalcy bias, the ones that are thinking that way, they're basically hoping 
Mm-hmm. Things won't become bad. And they're almost in a sense of denial when they do. And they're, they're not facing it in a reality framework. We're not talking about normalcy bias just in things like shortages and supply chain issues and inflation. There's a lot of prepping application for this. And, you know, stuff happens. Expect the unexpected. That's exactly why we prepare. That's the reason for situational awareness. Now, see, we know that there's some bad people out there. Well, I mean, you have a job based on that premise. Yeah, that's job security for me. But you mentioned this last time when we were traveling and we did the episode or the quick tips from the hotel room that there are good people out there. There There are are some good people out there. I think the majority of people. And I think by far the majority of people. And where normalcy bias comes in, we've done this a thousand times. We've gone in and out of the grocery store and nothing's ever happened. But it could. So we need to be situationally aware because we know that it could happen. We're not trying to make pessimistic people Mm -hmm. out of optimistic people. We're just trying to inject some reality here. Don't lose your basic love and trust in people, but have that awareness that you're sharing a world with some folks that may want to do you harm. I I hate to say it, but it is true. And just realize that stuff happens and we need to expect the unexpected. And here is a very good example of that. We know that we're going to have some local threats. We know that we're going to have some things that are threats to us, like storms. In fact, we're kind of watching a system right now. Yeah, for one to come in tonight. We're not expecting it to be terrible, but the potential is there. And we're looking at power outages as well. That is a local threat. Now, we have not lost power since we've been living here for, what, five years, uh, just over five years that we've been living here. We've not lost power over, what, a couple of hours at the most? Maybe, and that's only been maybe one or two one, times. Once or twice, yeah. and, and it was something happened, and it took them probably 30 minutes to get the power back on after they got notified. But we know that things can happen. Therefore, we're not saying, okay, they've always gotten it back on, so we don't have to worry about it. Well, a tornado could take down you know, two miles of power line, and you don't get that back on in 30 minutes. Right, and you have to learn that preparedness is about Mm self-reliance. When you realize that you have got to act on your own behalf, on your own benefit, and not sit by idly and wait for someone else to come and do the rescuing, you know, a lot of times it may just really fall on your shoulders alone. Mm -hmm. And you've got to have the mental preparedness to say, I'm going to rely on myself to handle this situation and prepare for it. And along that line, we need to stay informed. You know, I'm amazed how many people do not stay informed. Well, you know, it's interesting that people are very well connected on their devices, Mm -hmm. but they're not tuning in to important news stories. They're absorbed in their social media. They're absorbed in their TikTok and their Instagram reels and their Facebook and their text messaging. And they have absolutely no clue what may be actually happening that has a direct effect on their life. Mm -hmm. They don't know what the weather is. They don't know what the government said today. Well, here's one that you're talking about people staying on their devices. We were actually at a gathering And this was a family gathering. 
And this is a lot of people there do not stay on their devices. In fact, some of the folks there don't know how to go and do all those other things on their devices. They know how to do the basics and they know how to do what they want to do. And this was about a month after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And we were asked, what's going on with that? Now, this is a month in. And there were several people there that were not up on Russia having invaded Ukraine. Yeah, that's a big news story. And it was. (laughs) And it, it dominated the news for quite a bit. So we at least need to pay attention to the big picture. When I talk about the big picture, I'm talking about droughts will affect food supply. I'm talking about, you know, floods will affect this and that. Strikes will affect this or shipping or uh, back when the truckers had the Freedom Convoy. Mm -hmm. That affected some of the shipping for a little while. And even just this evening on the news. We saw that a massive storm cell in the northeastern part of the U.S. deeply affected air travel. And this is a day when, or at least a holiday time, when a lot of people are traveling. And it caught a lot of travelers unaware because Mm -hmm. they were not paying attention to the weather systems of their travel routes. And they're now bemoaning that they didn't make other plans. They had a normalcy bias going there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always make my airplane reservations, and it may get delayed 30 minutes or maybe two hours, but I always get to get on that airplane and get to go where I want. Yeah, that's your normalcy bias. That's your normalcy bias, and I'm not prepared that it might not happen that way, so I need a plan B. Now, when we're talking about staying informed, then we need to stay prepared. We need to make some good decisions based on information that we have at the time. And stick to the facts. Mm-hmm. You know, do your own research and avoid the hype and the fear peddling and the overblown exaggerations and the the opinions. Stick to facts and do your own research and then make your decisions based on that. Don't make your decisions based on feelings or opinions. Make it based on the fact of the matter. Right, and avoid the rumors and the fear peddling because there's a lot of fear peddling going on with a lot of podcasts, even YouTube. You know, we're not here to create fear. Right. We're here to perk your ears up to say, hey, what do I need to pay attention to? And ignore those conspiracy theories. Although a lot of conspiracy theories seem to be coming true, you know, you know, that that might be a matter of opinion. (laughs) Well, some of them are are a matter of fact, but but, that might um, be another podcast for another day. And that's where you really try to find the facts. And, you know, conspiracy theories, kind of like humor. There's always a little bit of truth in it. Yeah. There's an old saying that says many a truth is said in jest. Yes. And, you know, uh, humor without some truth would just be boring. It really would. That's it true. Really so, would because so, we can make so much fun out of life. Well, and, and we try to, you know, so. Are you tired of the taste of the water coming from your faucet? Do you ever wonder what is causing that taste? Did you know that treated water on municipal systems often has residue of chlorine effect? There's also bacteria. There are heavy metals. There's a vast number of different things that can add some form of taste to the water. And in some municipalities, you can actually see a color 
in a clear glass. Oh, it passes the quote-unquote safety test, but there's still something in there. Would you like to have crystal clear, clean, great-tasting water? Pro One Gravity Water Filters will give you just that. We have the Pro One Big Plus, and we use it daily. It makes our water taste better, and it even makes the coffee and the tea taste better. Pro One is also our backup water plan, just in case stuff hits the fan and the city's water system becomes contaminated or shuts down. If it really hits the fan and there's no water, we can source water from a nearby creek or the river, and we can run it through our Pro One filter and we'll have clean water. Pro One filters come in several sizes to meet the needs of your family. They are affordable, and through December 31st of this year, the Pro One Gravity water filters are 25% off, and there's free shipping on all orders over $69.95. Pro One Gravity Water Filters. The link is on our website, practicalprepping.info. We have gone through a lot of hand sanitizer over the last couple of years. Most of it's alcohol-based, which can sting sore spots, dries out your skin, and stops killing germs once it dries out. Well, we found a hand sanitizer that is alcohol-free, it smells great, It feels good on the skin, and it keeps killing germs for up to two hours after you've applied it. Clean Start also works as an antiseptic. It kills germs for up to two hours, and it doesn't burn when you put it on like other antiseptics will burn. Our little grandchildren really like that. Clean Start's great for prepping, too. It comes as a 40X concentrate. A a 3.5-ounce bottle makes a gallon. So it's easy to store multiple bottles. Clean Start hand sanitizer and antiseptic. Get it from our website where there's a 25% discount. Look for the facts and extrapolate from those facts what it is that you need to do in your particular situation so that you don't develop a normalcy bias that will prevent you from taking good action at the time that you need to and for those for whom you are responsible. And a good example is looking at the possible rail strike. Now, what can we extrapolate from the possibility of a rail strike? Well, first things first is if the rail strike does happen, and again, we hope it doesn't, but if the rail strike does happen on say December the 9th, mm-hmm. we're not going to see empty stores on December 10th. You no. know, let, let's, the facts of that matter are you're not going to see immediate impact. You may see some impact down the road after a few weeks. And you can expect that depending on where the rail strike takes place, what types of freight and that sort of thing would be impacted by that. But Ahead of that, we already know we have supply chain issues at the grocery store before the rail strike. So we're already acting on that as preppers. And so we probably just need to do another quick inventory of the food and water situation in our homes and realize, you know, we may need to add three or four more weeks worth and maybe not all at once, but you just might need to bolster some areas that are lacking. Just kind of bolster those up. Yeah, I would bump it up some, maybe 10 or 20% of our efforts, bump those up. Because what you buy today will be cheaper today than it will be two months from now. Yeah, you're kind of hedging inflation by Mm -hmm. buying in advance. 
Yeah, that's one thing that if we can afford to do it, we need to hedge that as much as we can. Now, we're probably looking at those shortages coming in somewhere in the 10 to 30 day range. So you're looking at maybe around New Year, middle of January, early February. Something like that or the week before Christmas. Okay. Now, my fear with that is folks waiting too late to order things to be delivered for Christmas. Well, you know, we've put that message out mm-hmm. there, I think, to the very best of our ability and tried to help people understand that if you have if you're of the habit of buying your Christmas gifts at nine thirty on Christmas Eve. Well, uh, you wouldn't be ordering it then anyway. Well, I'm you, talking about even people that just say, I don't even start buying until then. That's the way they did it back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But people, this is twenty twenty two. Those days are gone. So you've got to prepare. You don't want to be empty handed and can't even find a Christmas card. And the largest portion of those gifts that will be given will be ordered online. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, now, that's there, definitely There'll be the a case. lot of local shopping, but the majority of it will come from the uh, online atmosphere, the online. Yeah. And let me add to here on a on a friendly and meant to be friendly note, this is the holiday season of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. So please pack your patience realize that businesses are short-staffed and they're understaffed, and some businesses are actually facing closing. Uh, Times are hard, not just for the consumer, but for the businesses as well. Have some grace. Show them a little mercy. And I speak as one who was, I've been in retail, I was in retail over 40 years total, 30 years as a shop owner. Please understand, I think stores are trying to do their best, and they're understaffed right now. So be nice. And spread that kindness that we talk about on social media. You know, be kind, do better, do it, act that way. I'm just, that's my little two cents there. For Now, when you get down to the bottom line, when you're finding out the facts, one thing that we know that we can do, one thing that we know that we need for any type of threat that we will face, that stock up on water and food. Yeah, you're, you're always going to need those things. And I put them in that order because that's your order of importance. It, it water truly is. And food. You can do without food longer than you can do without mm-hmm. water. And that is a fact. That's always been true. And so we're looking at that being good in cases of shortages or buying ahead to beat some of the inflation. So. And there actually are some good sales going on right now mm-hmm. in the food and water sector, in the bulk and wholesale clubs. They're doing some fantastic case lot buys. If you don't need a whole case yourself, then go in with a trusted family member or a neighbor or a friend and split a case on some things. It'll, it'll help all of you, so mm-hmm. do it. Now, here's one we want to talk about, and that's how indecision can be fatal. Now, see, this is where you're talking about the normalcy bias can actually be dangerous for somebody mm-hmm. because it prompts people to be indecisive. And so it's kind of like many a dead squirrel is found on the roadway because they couldn't make a decision. Yeah, the squirrel will run back and forth across the same road. And, and then they'll stop in the middle. If he had just kept going, <laughs> if he had committed just- to one way or the other. And what happens when things happen, some people experience analysis paralysis. They do. They just sort of get stuck. Mm -hmm. And and they're trying to make the right decision. And the fear of not making the right decision causes people to not make a decision. Yeah. 
And I think there's been a lot of examples of that in people's lives. And I think, too, I've noticed that a lot of folks don't want to take responsibility to make a decision. Mm-hmm. They want someone else to tell them what to do so that if it doesn't work out, they can blame that person then for the decision they made. All right, I'll tell you what to do. Make the best decision possible based on the information that you have at the time. And if it doesn't work out, blame me. (laughs) But that's what you need to do is to make the best decision that you possibly can make based on the information that you have at the time. It might not be known what the right decision is until all of the information Mm -hmm. has come in anyway. But a lot of times... A business owner told me this one time, and he he meant it in the best way possible, but he said, you know, sometimes you need to do something, even if it's wrong, you know, try to do it the rightest way you know how, because sometimes you just can't sit there indecisively. You've got to take some kind of action. Don't be the squirrel. Don't be the squirrel. Don't be the squirrel. Either side of the road at that point is a good decision, but get out of the middle of the road because the car is coming. Now, what I said was, don't. I'm not saying go do something that is purposefully wrong, but even if you've made a decision that it's wrong, at least you've made a decision and you've tried to take an action, right? To be to be beneficial is what I mean. And and what I'm saying there is, don't be afraid to make a decision. Exactly. Make that decision. Make the best decision you can based on the information you have at the time. We often will find out that there's some other information that we didn't have. Right. And that other information would cause our decision to change. And that's, you know, that's part of, you know, not everything is going to work out perfect. No, but we we made the best one that we could at the mm-hmm. time. Right. All right. Now, here's one of the things, and we've mentioned this a number of times on the podcast before, and that's how visualization can help us make better decisions quicker. Well, how do you mean that? Well, you think about Olympic athletes. And, you know, we had the Winter Olympics not too long ago, and I I love the bobsled, and I love watching the driver of that bobsled when they're up on top and they're waiting. And that person, you'll notice they're moving their head back and forth. They're visualizing going down that track. They know that course so well. And they're practicing it in their mind, and they're visualizing the outcome. They're visualizing getting through that curve, the line that they have to take through that curve. And so when they get there, see, the mind doesn't know the difference between reality and visualization. Mm. And so you see it with pilots. They train and practice in flight simulators and Scenarios that would be dangerous in real aircraft? Sure. You know, I've actually watched someone in a flight simulator. I was standing behind and I was watching. And as the film of the windshield changes and arcs where the air, air, the the supposed aircraft appears to be banking right Mm -hmm. or left, they'll actually bank, they'll move in their seat, Mm -hmm. even though they have not physically moved. They're not in a real airplane. But what they saw from visualization made them believe that they were in a moving Mm -hmm. aircraft going through the air. And I said, that's a powerful force. Yes. And law enforcement does it in firearms training simulators. And that is where you are put in scenarios where 
you're getting shot at and you're shooting at them and it's special guns and it usually shows you where you hit with lasers and such. Right. But uh, some of those can actually shoot back with airsoft. And so if you don't utilize your cover, the instructor will just peg you real good with an airsoft <laughs> yeah. and, and it hurts. Yeah, and I so mean, you can feel it. That, yeah. That'll reinforce use your cover yeah. because the mind doesn't know the difference when we get to that situation, the mind says, I've already been here. I know how to handle this. Oh, so, so what you're saying is as preppers and preparedness, we need to visualize the emergencies that we could face and examine all the possibilities. Well, or take them one at a time. Okay. And, yeah. And I mean, don't overwhelm example, yourself. No, a yeah. good example is what do we do if we lose the power right now? Well, one podcast recording is over for a while, <laughs> but next thing we got to turn around here and fill on the desk for the flashlight. There's exactly. one right here behind me, but we're going to have to turn around and find the flashlight. Then we're going to have to go do such and such. And what then is going to be our next most critical step? Do we work on getting the generator operational uh, with the temperature that we're facing right at the moment, we're not critically in need of heat right now. No, so I mean, that could, could come just, down the list. Yeah, so we could just add clothing. If so we we're visualizing to. what we would do in such and such situation. So okay. when we get there, the mind says, I know how to handle this. It's not a big deal. Okay. So we visualize what we could face and we examine the possibilities. And to tell our listeners, Krista and I will do this going down the road a lot of times. We're driving. What do we do if this happens? What do we do if this happens? What do we do if this happens? It's kind of like a verbal emergency plan. Mm -hmm. Are we paranoid? No, no, not at all. But we've been through some stuff. Right. We know things can happen. Our normalcy bias kind of goes the other direction. We, we almost expect to encounter the unexpected. Mm -hmm. And we're generally not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the takeaways from this particular podcast, things we want you to take away. Well, obviously, stuff can and does happen. I tell you that every podcast, and you're emailing me back and you're telling me, you know what, you're right. This happened to me. That happened to me. This happened to me. That happened to me. Or this happened to my family, my friends, my coworkers. Let me tell you, it happened. You know, the stories are starting to flood in about, you know what, you're right. Stuff does happen. So what does that mean? We do have to expect the unexpected. Now, we can't always know the scale and scope of our emergencies mm -hmm. that we're facing. We may face something very small, or who knows? We may face something cataclysmic. I mean, either way, it's the, it is a part and parcel of living life on this planet in this time period. It's always been the case. And we need to understand that that which has never happened can happen uh two words hurricane hugo <laughs> some of you have known i lived in a community just north of charlotte north carolina for many many years now charlotte north carolina is not on the seashore mm -mm. it's hundreds of miles away from the seashore but hurricane hugo hit our town and I don't mean just a little bit. I mean, 130 mile an hour winds for hours struck inland North Carolina. I did not think that was possible. I can sit here to now and tell you that any time I hear of a hurricane coming to the southern United States or anywhere near the Carolina coastlines, mm -hmm. 
I'm sitting up a little bit straighter and concerned about my family members that still live there because I know a hurricane can happen. And we went through the same thing with Hurricane Ivan. We were living outside Birmingham, Alabama, and it was still a hurricane when it got 205 miles inland. So, yes, indeed. That which has never happened can happen. Absolutely. And for that reason, we need to stay informed and gather good information. Exactly. And having that weather radio programmed is a very, very good thing. But also just have your weather apps and know what your storm situation is. Some of us are coming into the winter season. We need to be a little bit more prepared as far as what does ice mean on our roads? What will snow mean? What will the temperatures mean? We've got to prepare for that now before it happens. Mm -hmm. And by gathering that good information, and I'll go further out, you need to be looking further out than your NOAA weather radio will look. You need to be looking out a couple of days. Now, like, you know, we're 300 miles from the coast, and we still pay attention to when the hurricanes are in the Atlantic or they're in the Gulf of Mexico. Absolutely. Now, one reason, yes, we do that to share the information, but two, we have folks living in South Alabama now, and we want to have them to have the heads up that they might need to come north. Yes. And be prepared to make good decisions. And don't be afraid to make decisions and make those decisions based on the best information that you have at the time. I think that's a very good plan. And ask yourself, are you someone who has lived with a normalcy bias? Do you know someone in your family group or friend group that has a normalcy bias? We all have some normalcy biases in different areas. Try not to be too hard on that person. Maybe they never have lived through anything cataclysmic. Well, God bless them. Mm-hmm. They're overdue. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but uh, sometimes it doesn't take but one real good smack, you know, to to realize that, oh, wow, I need to be prepared for stuff like that because we want to be able to thrive. We don't want to just survive. We want to be able to master as much of our own fate as we possibly can. And the best way that I know to do that, and that Mark knows to do that, is to prepare yourself for the things you know you're going to face and try to consider the other possibilities. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, stuff happens. you got to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Practical Prepping Podcast. If you would like to support us, you can buy us a cup of coffee or you can start your Amazon shopping from our links. Both are on the front of the website. We would appreciate it if you would share Practical Prepping Podcast with your friends, family, and your social media. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.